the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Ministry of Grace Bible Church, right here in Hayward. This is Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand. Hi there. Welcome to our program today. We are back in the book of Judges, chapter 6, verses 24 through 32. We're continuing our exploration of the life of Gideon and the many examples of Christ that we find in this story that we have here in the book of Judges. Today, we're once again looking at a message that Pastor Jesse has simply entitled Repentance Before Restoration. It is our focus on Gideon and his contention that corrects the wonder of a weak but obedient faith. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Blessed is the man that will not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, because he said, no! And then the, that, that young, your, your child notices that they can get through college because they raised their banner up and they made right choices, even though they had to get dragged through the mud a couple semesters to figure it out. Am I making some sense? All right. So very important for us to get it. The wonder of a weak faith. Have not I sent thee the true Jew and his crew? And then ultimately the cleansing of his father's house. What you see here is the cleansing of his father's house alluded to in John's gospel. Wasn't that the work that Christ did immediately upon being sent by his father to go into the temple and to clean his father's house out? He did it twice. He did it at the beginning of his ministry and then he did it at the end. Did he not? And when Jesus did it, did it not create controversy for him? So get over it. Controversy is just the way it goes when the allegiance that is in your heart to God sets you apart from the rest of the compromisers. And that's what's going on here in our text. I love it. I could expand upon it, but I won't. It's just the work that Gideon is called to do. Well, you notice that Gideon does three things again. They enunciated it. He tore down the altar of Baal. He cut down the groves. Do you guys see that? He cut down. That means he cut down trees. Now, how many of you guys know Gideon's name? His name means hewer of the trees. His mama named him a, 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 a hewer of trees before he even went to the work. See, this is what God knows about you and me. He has these qualities and purposes for us to do the work that he's calling us to do even before we are cognizant of it. He's a hewer of trees. He's cutting down the groves. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot of work. Started late at night and did it all the way till the morning. That's a lot of work. Cutting down those oak trees where men and women were worshiping and committing idolatry and fornication under them. That's a lot of work. What our master did was no small feat. You go to run up in anybody's temple and try to clean it out. 
he went through and turned over all of the tables. And he was whipping grown men with switches. Get an optic of that, whipping their tails. Yeah, forget Michelangelo's picture of Jesus. It doesn't correspond with reality whatsoever. That brother was strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And it was all about him being sent to do the will of his father. Purging of the temple is the process by which restoration occurs. All right, let's move to fourth, uh, point number four quickly. The contention that corrects. The contention that corrects. So we've dealt with peace with God leads to his purpose, the power to confront family idolatry, the wonder of a weak but obedient faith. Thank you, Lord. And then the contention that corrects the contention. There are going to be four things I want to call your attention to briefly. Sub point A, liars and murderers exposed. What do I mean by that? Will you look at verse 29 and 30 carefully? Here's what the men of Joash's house said, the the men of the city that came to see the work of Gideon. This is what they said. They said one to another, who had done this thing? And when they inquired about it, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. This here really is a statement of honor, is it not? Why? Because what I told you was that a man or a woman of valor is such because they will do what no one else will do. And what Gideon did is the beginning of reconciliation. It's the beginning of recovery. It's the beginning of restoration. It is the first work of the gospel. What Gideon is doing is bringing his father's house back to God. What Gideon is doing is bringing about a grounds of repentance. What Gideon is doing is the work of exalting God in Jesus Christ so that the people can be brought back to an optic that they lost by their compromise and obedience to Baal Peor. Am I making some sense? Listen to what it says. It's very powerful. Who had done this? They inquire. Look at verse 30. Here it is. Verse 30 does something really interesting. Then the men of the city said unto Joash, bring out your son that he may what? Oh, they looked. And as far as they were concerned, Joash's son was worthy of death. Y'all see that? These are men that I am calling liars and what? Murderers. This clearly points us to the contention that our master had with his own colleagues. See, the Pharisees wanted him to die. And they wanted him to die because he was sent to do his father's will. Y'all with me? And so when you see this language so precipitously given, the men said, bring out your son that he may die. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know your Bibles. Was Gideon worthy of death? Were these men following proper protocol to even be able to make that kind of assessment? No. They did several things here that I want to call your attention to that's relevant to where we are in our culture today. Because see, your word always applies to where we are today. See, when you tell the truth, they want to kill you. When you tell the truth, they want to kill you. When you tell the truth, 
They want to kill you without taking you through due process. See, when our constitution was written and our, and our bylaws were written and they were developed over years, we came to understand that a man is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. This isn't a just law system, not unjust systems. See, a man is innocent until proven guilty. What that means is the burden is on the accuser to fully convince enough legitimate witnesses that what that person did was worthy of death. Am I making some sense? You can get a whole bunch of unprincipled men and women to want to kill somebody out of human, emotional, demonic opinion. This is what these men were trapped by false religion. They were servants of the devil. They were children of the devil. As your father was, so are you, Jesus said. Your father was a liar and a murderer from the beginning, and so are you. Now, Jesus was talking to the rulers of the church. Was he not? And was it not true? And this is what we've got going on here. And this is what I've got going on in my country right now. Men and women are being killed right now for the truth. And you don't even see it because you're distracted by so many other things that you don't even know the media and information that's laying out where men and women are telling the truth and being censored for it, silenced for it, and killed for it. Every day of our lives. Are y'all hearing me? By the folks that love to get in front of the camera and talk to you as if they know something. And people are dying every day for the truth. They said he should die because he had cast down the altar of Baal. Woo! Now see, can you see how their hearts are twisted? They love Baal so much, they want to kill Gideon for casting him down. Notice what it goes on to say. And because he has cut down the groves that were by it. Number two, do you guys see that? Now they want to kill Gideon because he has stopped their pornographic party. See it? Gideon's putting an end to the porn and he's putting an end to their worship of the God that gave them the right to do the porn. It sounds like getting rid of our government. They'll come home in a moment because our government is writing all these laws. They're writing all these laws. And in a minute, it will have the enforceable authority that if you don't comply to it, you'll be punished for it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? This is why the only kind of salvation for our country is a savior motif. God has to raise up the individual that is willing to go in there and thrust it through like he did with Phineas. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Right. Because the rest of us are compromisers. The rest of us are compromisers. Told you, you don't have valiant men and women everywhere. Right. So really learn what valiancy means. And then ask yourself when you read about somebody standing up, blowing the whistle, telling the truth, going to lose their job, lose their peace, lose their privacy and recognize that they are valiant. Say, Lord, thank you for that person because they're doing something that you and I are not doing. And it don't take but a few valiant people to turn a nation around. Right. And so here we have Gideon uh, facing a mock court system. As Jesus did, right? I love this. This is absolutely phenomenal. So a liar and a murderer. What do I mean by that? They are liars and murderers. They did, two, they did three things, which was bizarre. They violated Torah because Torah tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 117, you shall not condemn a man out of the mouth of one witness, but you shall do diligent search 
and you shall bring it to the judges and bring it to the priests and make sure that you do no injustice against that man. Does that make sense? They completely abrogated the law, didn't they? The second thing that we see that they did that uh, we recognize is that they destroyed justice in that what they wanted to do was bring death penalty upon Gideon for him doing two things, destroying the idol and destroying the trees. Can you not hear the echo of Nicodemus in John chapter 7, verse 51? Doth our law condemn a man before it hears him? And then the Pharisees said what? Are you a Galilean as he is? You see, the spirit of evil is the same everywhere in the world. It's a lie and it's murderous and it's lawless. This is why we're, we know we are in a serious tribulation, a serious ellipses in our nation, because we have a nation full of liars and lawless men and women. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? We are dealing with a culture of lawlessness. Lawlessness. That's where we are today. I love this point number B, but guess what happens here? This is quite interesting. Even though liars and murderers want to kill Gideon, guess what his father does? He defends Gideon. Oh, what a turnaround on the gospel. What a turnaround on the work. Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will. Gideon is the son. Joash is the father. And in the same way that Gideon is doing the work of his heavenly father, what does God do for Christ? He says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. So when the son does what's right, guess what the father does? Defends him. Do y'all see Jesus? Here it is, verse 31. And Joash said unto all that stood against him, will you plead for Baal? Will you save him? Look at what, see, I can tell you I can be longer and I don't want to be longer, but Gideon's daddy is happy that his son was not like him. Gideon's daddy was happy that his son was a true believer with a character given to him by God, not to replicate what Gideon, what Joash did. Joash found himself to be a compromising Christian who had succumbed to the culture and had opened his house up for public worship. Are y'all hearing me? Now, if he was a true believer, you know what I know. You know he was grieved all the time that he allowed that evil to happen. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. But when you don't have the character, then you don't have the ability to say no. Am I making some sense? It's a good thing that we have children that are only almost like us. <laughs> only almost like us. Lord, thank you that you might raise up one of my kids to be better than me. Better than me. Better than me. So he sees that they want to kill his son and the grace rises up in him to hold up Torah and to hold up his love for his son. And now he's contending for the faith once for all delivered to him too. Do you see it? Look at what he said. Oh, oh, oh. So now what y'all going to do? Plead for Baal? What you going to do? Stand up and judge on the behalf of where Baal at? Why won't Baal speak for himself? Sounds like Elijah now, right? With the 800 prophets. 
And that's because Baal is a figment of their postmodern irrational fantasy. Baal doesn't exist at all except in the corrupt hearts of men whose hearts are nothing but idol factories. This is the thing that I know is a problem for me in my generation, that this is not about the intellect. This is about deception. We are dealing with a global deception that is so absolutely massive that you can give people all the evidence in the world and it's not going to overcome their deception until God does something about it. Do you guys hear what I just said? It's really true. It's really true. You can bring all the evidence from all of the different places. You can have an open debate. They're not going to hear it. That's why they suppress. This is why these men wanted to quickly kill him. Quickly kill him. Quickly kill him. Because we don't want this revelation of the exalted Christ to be seen by everybody in Israel. Or else they will repent. Here's the third thing that they did that's very much like the media in our world today. Not only will the media uh, poison the well and make you look bad in the eyes of people who actually need the information that you have that's proper to evaluating. Not only will they suggest that you should be wiped out, but they also censored the facts. They censored the facts. You will notice in the text that the men simply said that what Gideon did was tear down the idol and shut down the groves. But they did not say, but Gideon offered a sacrifice on the top of that mountain to the one true and living God and Jesus Christ whom he had sent. Because had they said that, the gospel would have been exposed. Had they said that third act that Gideon engaged in, they would have come to know that Jehovah now is defending his own glory exalting himself above everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of the truth. Am I making sense? So they want to hurry up and shut it down because they don't want this gospel to spread. But I'm here to tell you, as I've told you guys before, as Jesus said, what is spoken in the darkness will come out in the light. What's said in the closet will come out on the mountaintop because the nature of the gospel is light. It is light. God has brought to light, life and immortality through the gospel. And so what uh, Gideon is doing, Gideon is acting in the behalf of God by exalting the person and work of Jesus Christ. After all, this rebellious group of Israelites will not return to God without the shedding of blood. It's the same shedding of blood that got us to God that will return us to God. See, Baal was a bloodless sacrifice. It was a bloodless worship. The one true and the living God demands that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. The one true and living God says that in order for my justice to be satisfied, an innocent person has to be killed. What the gospel teaches is that God must be satisfied in his justice by one who is able to bear his wrath, who himself is not a sinner. And this is represented by the ox and represented by the lamb and represented by the goat. It is the doctrine of substitution. It is the message of propitiation. What Gideon was doing was setting forth the mercy of God, was he not? Setting forth mercy! and propitiation. And they didn't want that message to be heard because they were compromisers. 
Compromises. Point number four wraps up very clearly the contention that corrects liars and murderers. The son defended, and then the son is what? Exalted. Look at verse 32. I love this. Watch what his daddy says. Therefore, on that day, he, that is Joash, called his son, that is Gideon, what? Jerubal, saying, let Baal plead against him because he has thrown down his altar. Now, for the rest of the two chapters we have, Gideon will be called Jerubal. Do you know what that means? The one who contends with Baal. He will be known for contending with the false God of this world. Is that not the nature of the gospel? Doesn't the gospel contend with everything that is contrary to God? This is Gideon representing our Lord Jesus Christ in his exaltation and the work that he is called to do. One last thing and I want to close, and that would be sub point D. Notice what it says, the spirit what? So our fourth point, the contention that corrects liars and murderers exposed the son defended the son exalted and he's exalted by his father. Is he not? And then verse 30, uh, verse 33 through 35, the spirit given, this is where we're going to hinge pin what we hinge pin, what we're doing now with what we hear next week. Verse 33. Notice what it says. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites And the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. Do you see that? You see that Gideon's work created a hostility by the unholy trinity. And they're now marching to go to war against him. Do you see it? They're marching to go to war against the brother. They've heard the tearing down of the the Baal, Peor, idol. And now what Gideon has done is instigated that same triad that was coming in and pillaging the ground and taking the wheat. Here they come again. Here they come. The brother was hiding in the uh, wine press trying to feed his family. Only this time. They're coming a second time, but they're going to meet a different Gideon. They're getting ready to meet a different man. They're getting ready to meet the man with whom God is with whom God has called mighty man of valor. And it's indicated by the presence of the spirit of God that's going to fortify Gideon to fight against them. Look at what the text says, verse 34. Here it is. Judges 6, 34. But the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Now, I'm going to pick that up next week because that's a thing that runs through the judges. It's the key to how one man can defeat a nation. Not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And therefore, tarry ye here at Jerusalem until the promise of the Father is poured out on you from high. Then shall you be my witnesses to every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue. Because you can't do it in the flesh. It can only be done by the grace of God when God is with you. And if our nation is going to turn around, 
We need the presence of the Spirit of God working in men, working in women, working in husbands, working in wives, working in families and working in children, working in communities and working in homes, working throughout our nation to bring us back to God in Christ so that the truth of the gospel might prevail and so that the law of God might be reestablished in this land. Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street. Here in Hayward, the zip code 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.